Hi, this is Carl. I'm here with Robert Crane. I'm not actually here with him. He's in Australia. I'm in, in the United States. But uh, good morning, sir. I assume it's morning there. Yes, it is morning here, Carl. So uh, it's good to talk to you again. So Robert is the director of the Computer Information Agency, and uh, he his website is CIAOPS, CIAOPS.com, and uh, you can email him at director at CIAOPS.com. And Robert is Mr. SharePoint, really, uh, author of the um, uh, SharePoint Resource Kit, and um, uh, he's got a lot of a lot of good information about not only SharePoint, but also Office 365. Uh, so, Robert, can you take just a minute and tell us what's kind of new on that front? What, I, what the guide started off as is obviously it was information aimed at uh, typically the SMB reseller around SharePoint, because obviously SharePoint comes as part of small business um, service since 2003. Um, and there wasn't generally a lot of information there um, specifically on how SharePoint worked and operated in a small business environment, but also there wasn't a lot of information on the uh, the free version, the foundation, um, or the Windows services side of it. So the guide initially started off as information um, to help people manage, maintain, um, has also grown into tutorials on how to use um, SharePoint as a business productivity tool, a business intelligence tool, um, and then basically what's happened then is obviously with the release of uh, BPOS and now Office 365, um, SharePoint has moved into the cloud, uh, now available um, for small businesses directly from the cloud. But the other thing that I've noticed is that there is generally not a lot of information, particularly again around for the SMB reseller around Office 365. Um, so again, the guide has expanded to include the SharePoint online information and also significant information about um, Office 365. So I've got documentation, I've got videos, I've got links, I've got a huge amount of information in there that I collect in my travels and basically it makes it easier um, access for people who do subscribe that they can get to this information and it's always updated and always as relevant as possible. So this is absolutely not a static product because I remember when I first put it up on my site uh, it was whatever, six or 700 pages, and then it became eight, and then it became a 1,000, and then you're like, let's just take the pages off of there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, the reality is, obviously, you know, especially now that um, Office 365 is very much a moving target, um, you know, there is so much information available out there, and different information, you know, works for different people. Some people like to sit there and read through um, pages and pages of document, technical documentation. Other people want... Videos. Other people just want a reference library they can pop in and pop out of. Um, I've got OneNote files that people can take away off-site and use locally and search. So, again, the idea is to build up this, uh, you know, centre of information that people can then access as they need and as suits them. But as you notice, importantly, it will be up. It's always updated. So, we have a new release, obviously, of SharePoint that's just come out, and also a new release of Office 365 is due out, you know, in the next month or two. Um, and again, the guide will be updated to incorporate all that sort of information. So again, it just saves you having to hunt around um, for that information, especially where it applies to um, the small business end of the market. So um, let me just ask a question about the hosted SharePoint. A lot of times, like I resell the Rackspace uh, and some other um, hosted exchange mailboxes, and they all come with a little bit of SharePoint. You know, it depends on the reseller, but, you know, 
a few megs here, a couple couple megs there. Um, what kind of SharePoint is that? I mean, I know there's different kinds of SharePoint. Do you know specifically what yeah. that is? Typically what it is, you've got two, basically two versions of SharePoint. You've got SharePoint Foundation, um, basically, which is a free version. You can download that um, from Microsoft and put it on any Windows server. That gives you the base functionality, document libraries, lists, calendars, those sort of basic functionality. The advantage with that is, is that product is licensed as a Windows server license. So that means in a hosted environment, typically that means that you can give away lots and lots of SharePoint um, without needing to necessarily worry about a client-end license. So that's typically what you get with those sort of hosted solutions, um, you know, something similar to what came on um, Small Business Server. The other product is the enterprise version of SharePoint, um, and that's typically what's involved in Office 365. And if you deploy that on-premise, that would require a license for the server as well as a license for the client. So typically, that's not what other people are deploying in a hosted environment. Um, it's really only what you get to Office 365. All righty. And I know that a lot of people are kind of confused about uh, where Office 365 fits in with the MSP environment. Can you give me kind of your lowdown on, you know, why I should sell that and how I can make money on it? Well, I think, you know, my current thinking is if you imagine a, a, an MSP basic like a shepherd, so what they did is, you know, they looked after people's data, so they looked after all the sheep in the field. So they stood there and made sure it was backed up and didn't get attacked and didn't get hacked and all that sort of stuff. So. They were generally able to, you know, manage and maintain, you know, 50-odd sheep. Um, what's obviously happened now is that if they had a few more tools, a few MSP tools, maybe some monitoring cameras, they can now monitor more and more sheep. Um, but at the end of the day, all they're doing is they're not actually changing the value of their sheep. They're not actually improving the value for the customer. All they're doing is basically managing, you know, keeping an eye on them when the, the customer, you know, couldn't be bothered or, or doesn't want to do it. I think going forward, what you've got to look at is, is that uh, an MSP or anybody in technology actually has to add value to that data. So if you again go back to the sheep analogy, what you need to do is you need to go to the customer and say, you know what, if we you know, shear these sheep and turn them into shoes, bags, um, you know, jackets, jumpers, all this sort of stuff, we can make more money. And likewise, if we take their, you know, their manure or whatever and we turn that into fertiliser and sell that as well, you're still going to have your sheep, but they're going to be producing more money for you. So I think at the end of the day, um, the successful businesses are now no longer simply just sitting there monitoring, maintaining, um, you know, just looking after an asset. They're basically going to the customer and saying, you know what, we can take this asset and I can help you develop this asset and leverage it and make more money by perhaps still providing the same sort of basic services. So the problem with a basic service of just monitoring is, is that, um, large businesses who have you know, large, large, you know much bigger tools, much more resources, can now manage you know vast amounts, uh, monitor vast amounts of information. You know, the, gone are the days of the the small shepherd who can look after 50 sheep and make a living. I think uh, again, you know, the big corporations have moved into that sort of area um, and are able to now achieve the same thing. But you know, obviously, monitoring thousands and thousands more sheep. So again, I think the successful MSP is looking to say, you know what, we're looking after these sheep anyway, but what else can we do with them to help um, the customer actually make more revenue out of them? And does Office 365 help the MSP to be sticky in any way to the client? Because it seems to me like they got a relationship with Microsoft. 
Well, I think the reality is, again, you need to look at it. It is changing. Obviously, you know, Microsoft wants a, a relationship with a customer. Part of that is probably due to the fact that, you know, the majority of resellers of technology have done it pretty poorly and not implemented, you know, the majority of features in Microsoft products. So, you know, 90% of features in Microsoft products aren't really being used by customers, so that's where they've been let down. So, obviously, Microsoft wants to try and uh, overcome that. I, I think that, um, you know, it's just... The way things are, it's, 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 you know, again, it's the product has become a commodity. The technology has become a commodity. Um, you can certainly sell it and make a small commission, but that's obviously based on volume. I think that the reality is, is there's money to be made, obviously, in the consulting, which requires a bit of a change of skill set and adding to the current skill set. But I think that, again, going back to the sheep analogy, I don't think that there's a lot of more value that you can really add to these standard products. It's about um, for example, you know, people look at uh, email, you know, there's not a lot of value we can add around email, but in the Office 365 environment, you're getting um, an exchange, uh, enterprise version of Exchange. So that enterprise version has a number of additional features like legal holds and policies, these sort of things that weren't available in the SPS uh, small business market. If you're a smart reseller, you can go and learn these features, these enterprise features, and then you know help your client to apply those. So I think that's where the money is, is the, the standard generic stuff um, that's become consumerised, that, yeah, it's harder and harder to make a dollar on that unless you're talking very, very large volumes. The money to be made is typically saying, you know what, we can take this feature and then we can show people how to use it. We can really leverage this and make sure everybody knows how to use it and implement it correctly for our client. Because, again... There's so many features in some of these products, the majority of them just aren't used. So I think that's where the the advantage is, is to take these products and really dig deep and say, look, you know, this is how they really work best in your environment. So, you know, the interesting question, I guess, is, is this realistic with MSPs? I mean, we've had the ability to sell SharePoint and do developments since, I mean, literally nine years ago. So... And, and many, many MSPs haven't done anything. They have literally not even set it up, told their clients it exists. Do they need to get into this? Is this something that, like, hey, it's, it's, it's here, it's, a, it's the fact, you don't have any choice, just do it? I think, I think again, it, it comes down to it's no longer a technology decision. It becomes a business decision. And part of the business decision is, is look, if I want to stay the same and, and just look at um, managing the sheep, then the only way I'm going to be able to grow my business or, you know, basically compete is I'm going to have to have volume, which means I'm going to have to go out there and grow my business, get lots more clients, become more efficient, um, and it becomes a volume game. So it's, again, moving from the corner shop to a Walmart or those sort of large retailers. You can definitely make money um, in that sort of environment, but guess what? It requires lots and lots and lots of volume, and not all businesses want to do that, and that raises potentially other issues with you know the business structure and things like that. So there is a business model if you want to go down there, but generally the choice seems to be that if you do choose that, it's going to be about getting as much volume you can and obviously you know minimising the costs and leveraging you know the amount that you've got. Um, again, if that's not your uh, bag or if that's not what you want to do, then certainly you need to look at adding additional skills to um, what you have in the fact of you need to, like I said, look at data and say what can we actually add value to it. So it's not only things like SharePoint, it's things like you know people can do access databases, they can do uh, SQL, they can do... There's a huge amount of products which are generally in the small business market that aren't, I believe, serviced particularly well. 
I mean, I have contacts who basically just do Excel spreadsheets and Excel solutions and macros um, for clients. They make a very good business out of it. So again, they're specialised. And I think, again, the MSP has generally looked at it as, as being a very general market. You know, we do all these general things. I think the secret to um, you know, continuing on and remaining small, perhaps, is that you need to add to that a specific skill set, be that SQL, um, business intelligence, SharePoint, Excel, Access. I just don't think that having a, a general MSP skill and remaining small is uh, going to be a key to success going forward. I think you need to at least initially look at adding some additional skill sets into there. And I think there are plenty of opportunities depending on you know, what resonates for you. All righty. And let me ask a bit of a technical question. There's a lot of concern about bandwidth and the Internet going down and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how does that affect Office 365? I mean, is this, is this just something where I'm going to download it and it's going to live on my computer, so uh, it's just got to connect every once in a while to verify the license, or is it truly an Internet-based thing like Google Docs where if the Internet goes down, I'm just disconnected from my data? Well, I think the very first thing to realize is, is that every single piece of technology generally these days within a business is connected to the Internet anyway. The server's connected to the Internet, your, your smartphone's connected to the Internet, your tablet's connected to the Internet. Um, and again, that generally accesses information and makes that available. So again, the Internet being down, uh, wherever it is, can affect all products based on the Internet, not just Office 365. I think, that, again, it's like... Technology people um, make money going to their clients and saying, you know what, um, technology is not perfect because it's made by human beings. There's always going to be failures. Now, let's put in place a disaster uh, recovery plan or how we handle these sort of issues. So let's have a look at the scenario when you know, your internet connection is down or let's have a look at when this is down. What do we do? How do you handle that? How can we minimise that? And part of that would be going to them and saying, you know what, if this part is critical for you, well, then maybe you need to look at an offline client. So in the case of SharePoint, which is typically online all the time, you can use something like SharePoint Workspace to keep a local copy of the data um, that you can work on. In the case of Exchange, Outlook normally keeps a local cache, um, so you can keep working while it may not be available. Um, so again, I think it's a case of the technology underneath is basically the same, and the role the technology provider can do is, again, the disaster recovery um, is basically what the client's paying is the knowledge, is to say, you know what, this will fail. At some point in time, you are going to have outages. Okay, this is how we deal with it, rather than it happening and the client suddenly saying, well, what's the contingency? You didn't give us the options here. And I think, you know, a good uh, technology company will look at it and say, you know, this is the landscape we're currently in. These are the risks we face. These are the options we've got to minimise it. So again, the very first thing I tell a lot of people looking to go to the cloud is you should reevaluate re your internet connection. You probably need a symmetric link. You probably need a business grade. You can't get away with a, a cheap and nasty connection. You probably need some sort of um, you know, cellular backup so that you know, if the main link goes down, you can still get to it over wireless. Um, if that's not available, how far away is the local coffee shop? Um, you know, what's the contingency for sending um, you know, your employees home to, to work from. So I think, again, it, it's a lot of people, again, this comes back to the experience I've had with SharePoint, is a lot of resellers, you know, put in SharePoint and they copy the files up and then they run out the door as fast as they can. They don't want anything else to do with it. Um, you know, 
that's a business decision there. You're leaving money on the table. You're leaving an opportunity for somebody else to walk in the door and say, you know what? Um, you know, we do SharePoint and this is what we can do and, you know, we can take the, the cream of the consulting money and the same thing would apply in a disaster. You know, a company can walk in and say, well, have you got a, you know, a cloud-based disaster recovery program or how do you, you know, and they say, well, no, we haven't. Our current uh, provider hasn't spoken to us about it. We're very interested. So, again, I think it's a matter of, you know, the, the environment, the landscape has changed and, again, this is an opportunity rather than a threat for most providers to go and say, you know what, let's come up with a... Um, a plan that we can then sell and implement for customers. Very good. I want to take just a second and tell folks that uh, they can buy this, the SharePoint Operations Guide, at smbbooks.com. And um, it's, it's actually an amazing uh, resource because it's not a product. It's not a book. It's not a collection of white papers. It's a, a living, breathing product, and so uh, it, it's, I think, extremely fairly priced. And there's going to be a Christmas special, so I'm going to post that on the, the blog post with this audio, and when you go to smbbooks.com, you'll see that. Just go click on the, the Microsoft Products tab or the Cloud Services tab, and then it will take you to the SharePoint Operations Guide and you can check that out. So, Robert, one last question, which is um, with this guide and Office 365, is, the, is your business becoming more diverse or do you think it's becoming more consolidated in terms of the technology all being now in the cloud? Well, I think, it, again, we're facing a transition. There are still clients that are, you know, are moving um, slowly to the cloud. I think the secret to success for a lot of clients is, is to do it slowly and do it on a staged manner. The limitation is generally the third line of business applications, the third-party apps which aren't in the cloud. However, um, I see a significant groundswell of customers who want to move to the cloud. They want to move everything to the cloud immediately for uh, whatever reason, to, to save money, to save power costs, to uh, save space. So I think, you know, again, you know, the smart operator would look at it and say, you know, you know, a couple of years' time, this is just definitely going to be the trend. There just aren't going to be the same on-site solutions. So I think that... The other issue that, uh, that's got me thinking recently is, you know, back in the SBS 2003 days, it was very easy to get your arms around the whole product. You could know everything about ISA, um, Windows, SharePoint, you know, pretty much or, you know, be in contact with people who do. I think the technology landscape and even the smallest businesses has now become so diverse that it's, it's almost impossible for one provider to basically do everything. Uh, even a larger businesses struggle with some of the things that clients have. So, I think the intelligent thing then is to look, you know, we like doing this, we want to specialise this, and the secret to it is is to partner up with other people, is to build those relationships so that you can refer people and you can still make money in commissions or arrangements between yourselves. But I think that the secret to it is is you want to go deeper, you don't want to go broader. I think that going broader at the moment will just overstretch you and basically break you. So, um, again, you know, it, it, it is a change from what we've seen. You used to be able to do it all. Um, as Microsoft's now going direct, a lot of uh, other clients, from, uh, you know, vendors from the web are going direct. I think that's just the landscape, and I think it's it's a matter of not fighting it and just saying, okay, where can we work out the best relationships? And again, the businesses I think that will succeed and that will be uh, profitable in the future are those that look and say, you know what, we're a relationship business. You know, the technology second. We're about relationships with our customers. 
we're relationships with our vendors, and we're also relationships with other providers who we're happy to bring in and consult with our clients, and they do the same for us. So, again, I think it's moved away from um, being a, a geek locked away behind a computer screen, never talking to anybody. I think it's uh, moved into a mainstream environment where you know people buy from people, and people are the most important factor, and that's what gives people comfort. So. Even though Microsoft is selling direct, um, most small businesses would prefer to deal with someone they know, they trust, they see, they can ring up and get access to immediately. So I think the secret to the, the cloud services as they get bigger and bigger and bigger on the back end is to provide that personal service, that relationships really focus on that. And I'm pretty sure that um, that will give you the results that you're looking for. Yeah, and I guess on that front, being a small business hasn't changed at all. We still do business with other small businesses, and and they expect that. So I'm I'm never going to be afraid that Dell's going to take my clients away from me. No, I, I think the reality is is that uh, you know again the smart the smarter business again you're quicker, smaller, uh, more agile. You look at it and say you know how can I use these guys to my advantage? And again you know it's a matter of what aren't they doing well? Where's there's opportunity everywhere? It's a matter of saying well hang on there's an opportunity between these two points. Why should I be competing with someone when they're strongest? Let me fill the gaps that aren't being taken and, and don't want to be taken by these big suppliers. Um, and those can be very, very profitable niches. I think, again, most MSPs have looked at it and said, you know, we want to be as big as Microsoft. We want to be as big as Dell. We want to be as big as HP. Um, but, again, you're competing with their strength. The smart operators say, you know what? There's a market for an access app which does membership or there's, you know, an option here to support an accounting package or here's an option to uh, focus on law firms. I think, again, um, there are huge amounts of opportunity, huge amounts of niches in there, but, again, it's a matter of, you know, making that decision, making that targeted. And, again, it all comes down to, you know, the relationships is building that and saying, you know, how can I make sure that at the end of the day what's going to keep my business growing, keep um, people coming back to me is how well I deal with, with people, you know, and, and the better, the more friendly you are, the easier you are to deal with, the better services, the better value, the more people will come and seek you out. So, again, I think that's uh, the biggest opportunity. And, again, the more you look at it in that respect, the way that larger businesses are going and how they're commoditizing their customers and making it more difficult to deal with them, um, this is where the small business will excel. But again, they need to, I believe, focus on being a small business, not trying to emulate the big boys and the Dell and, you know, press one for service, press two for returns, all that sort of stuff. The more personal you can make it, um, the more successful you're going to be. I agree. So uh, I encourage folks to go to ciaops.com, check out Robert's YouTube channel, and uh, I don't know how many videos you have, but uh, a bunch, and uh, just kind of poke around, see see what kind of services he offers, and obviously we would love to uh, have you uh, take a look at the uh, SharePoint Operations Guide. Thank you for your time today, sir. I appreciate it. No problems at all, Carl. Very much um, pleasure to talk to you and your listeners.